Welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby, and today we're going to be discussing some beginner's tips on how to draft. And if you're already pretty well positioned in limited and pretty much know what you're doing and how to draft, this episode may not be for you, but you're more than welcome to listen. So before we begin, I need to do a few announcements to keep the lights on the house with Magic with Zuby. And let's begin. This episode is featured on LegitMTG.com. LegitMTG legitmtg.com not only has some really well written articles but also offers free shipping on all orders over two dollars or more ever get tired of going to other sites and just have to buy some cheap singles and shipping costs more than what you're buying no more any order over two dollars or more has free shipping at legitmtg.com almost screwed that up i'm really good at reading copy here <clears throat> Next one. This week's episode is brought to you by Horizon Datasys, makers of Rollback RX. Do you ever wish you could take your PC back in time or restore to a pristine state? Rollback RX not only allows you to bring your machine back to any point in time, but it's a great way to recover from a bad driver update, viruses, or even a botched installation. Horizon Datasys doesn't tend to discount their product often as they know it's going to save you hundreds of dollars in recovering your PC. But for listeners of Magic Wazubi, they've provided Provided us an exclusive discount. Visit https colon slash slash goo.gl slash capital D I capital B V A capital F for 25% off rollback RX. And as usual, I will always put that link up on my Twitter. Five Color Combo is a great resource to find custom tokens, playmats, or other accessories. Learning more about Magic the Gathering and keeping up with the latest news and strategies. They've also developed the premier app for getting better at limited called Magic Drafter. Go to fivecolorcombo.com today or click on the links in the description and check it out. So you can also find Magic with Zuby at the following places iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and mtgcast.com. If you wish to email me with any questions at all, you can send me a message at mtgzubi at gmail.com. Magic with Zuby is also on Facebook at facebook.com slash magic with Zuby, as well as Twitter at magic with Zuby. And if you wish to follow my personal account, it's at Zubatron, Z-U-B-A-T-R-O-N. All right, everybody, I hope you enjoyed the episode, and here we go. Hey everybody and good morning. It is a another video podcast of Magic with Zuby and we're going to be discussing drafting today and probably doing a little draft as well and deck building. Um, a lot of this is geared towards newer players and players that may have not drafted before. So if you're a more advanced limited player, this episode may not be for you, but you're more than welcome to listen and watch. And, you know, just I woke up this morning and it's raining outside, so I can't really do any yard work. So I'm just sort of like, well, what else is there to do except let's do a Magic with Zuby podcast. So I figured that would be the best use of my resources right now. And I guess let's get on with it. So a lot of newer players, when they want to get into Magic, a lot of the first things people tell them to do, especially if they want to play paper cards, is go to a store and draft. 
what is draft exactly? I've had episodes where we talked about it. Draft is where you have, you sit most of the time, you sit in a pod of eight eight people, including yourself, and you have three booster packs, and all everyone on the table opens up one booster pack, and you look at the cards, you pick one card, and then you pass that pack to the left of you. And then you do the same thing. You get the pack that the person to the right of you passes over. You pick one card, pass it over, and then you sort of build a deck. So the one thing that I like really like about draft is you every, everybody's on a same playing field. Everybody's on equal footing, on equal ground, and not you know just you if you're a newer player trying to get in constructed, and you know you may not have the best deck for standard or something and you haven't spent a lot of money you know at least with draft everybody's on an even playing field for the most part so there are some tips and tricks to get better at draft um you know one of the things that i wanted to get into today is just about eight points about knowing what to do when drafting and then and then after we get into that, then we're going to actually do a simulated draft and talk about picks of what may be the best thing now, what what may be the best thing to pick. And as I preface this, I am not the best limited player. I, at FNM level, I'm usually pretty decent. Uh, you know, I've won plenty of FNM drafts, um, you know, I've gone undefeated and all that. Uh, as far as a comp REL level, I've never done a comp REL event in draft and in draft or sealed or anything. So there are definitely plenty of other players that are way better than me in draft. You know, when I do draft on Magic Online, same thing on there. I'm, I I can win, you know, Swiss Swiss drafts on there and or get you know really close second place or whatever, but. That's that's just to give a little info of my experience with draft. Like I said, this is more geared towards beginners more than anything. And so, like I said before, um, I, I guess let's just get on with it. And some of the things to know when drafting, especially when you're new and actually, you know, the thing you should do before you knew before you go and play and if you're new is go and learn how to play magic if you know how to play magic um you know all the basic rules you know you know all the phases your first main phase combat second main phase etc untap upkeep draw if you know all that you're good you'll know how to draft um well not exactly but you'll know how to at least play your deck when you're after the after the draft the one of the more exciting things for me with draft is building the deck. I love building the deck because sometimes you can just come up with crazy combos. But that's not what we're here to do. We're not here to come up with some crazy deck. We're here to build a decent, competent deck today and try and see what, you know, see the process of drafting. So let's get on with it. The first tip that I want to give, and this is a very common tip, is know the cards in the set you are drafting. That is one of the most important things to do. So if you look on my screen here, 
you will see that I pulled up Wizards website and this website because right now we're in Eldritch Moon draft. So Eldritch Moon is you have two packs of Eldritch Moon and one pack of Shadows over in Istrad. And if you look here, as you can see in the video and those listening in audio land, I've pulled up the Wizards, uh, I guess, full card gallery site, which you can easily go the way I find it, because I don't know the exact website is I just Google Eldritch Moon full card gallery or card gallery and it'll pull up Wizards website and you can take a look at every single card that is in the set right now. Um, you know they've got it really separated out here. You see at the top they have white, blue, black, red, green, multicolored, colorless, double face, artifact, land, meld, and all cards. So we can take a look at the artifact cards that may be good, um, all the meld cards that you're going to be seeing in draft here but um not to get too focused on the specifics of it but at least that is one of the first steps that i always recommend is knowing the cards because if you go in there blindly you're just most likely not going to have a good time okay um yeah so that would be basically tip one the second tip that i like to give is knowing the archetypes that are available to you um, if you've noticed throughout, especially especially past few years that they've been coming out with sets, they've really started gearing sets more towards limited. I mean, not that there aren't standard playable cards and all these in modern playable, but they really try to make booster packs. When you open a booster pack, they're, they're having it in mind for limited. Um, so especially now more than ever so you're going to see some common mechanics um in eldritch moon there's going to be delirium madness um investigate not so much investigate was more more prominent in triple shadows over in Estrad, but there is some investigate mechanics so that gives you some ideas of what kind of archetypes there are um you know there's also also going to be common archetypes like a flyer deck um you know control decks you know, aggro, mid-range, you know, stuff like that. So it's it's really dependent on the set. You know, like a good example would be Battle for Zendikar. There was the two big archetypes that I could remember are Eldrazi and Allies because that's how the set was basically built. Um, so, like I said, be, knowing the archetypes, you can find what kind of archetypes there are. If you just, you know, just do some research online and see, I mean, especially go on Channel Fireball. They're really good with draft on there. They've got Marshall Sutcliffe and Luis Scott Vargas, who are really good limited players. And they they have a really good podcast that go really deep into it. Um, I wouldn't recommend all their episodes because some of their episodes may be a little bit too deep. For especially newer players, um, not saying that it's not bad. It's just when I first started getting into draft, because I didn't start drafting actually until Pharos. Um, I played standard before, and I, I've been like I said, I've been playing since Urza's, but I'd never done draft before, so I didn't really know anything about it. And you know, I've tried listening to their episodes when I was newer, and couldn't really pick up what they were talking about. Um, I hadn't, I didn't know the 
I didn't know the um, the set that well. So when they named cards, I'm like, I have no idea what they're talking about. Um, but as I've gotten more and more deeper into limited, and by deeper, I mean I'm just – I know the cards at least a little bit better in sets now. And when I draft, it's – even if I don't know the set that well, I can still do pretty decently because I know what to look for. Um, it Their podcast is easier to listen to, and it's also, it's also really good to – you know, listen to maybe right before going to F and M, so you get sort of an idea of what to of what to build. Um, one of the other things, another tip that I have is money drafting. Um, a lot of people discourage money draft um, when you're a beginner, a new beginner, and if you pull a a planeswalker card or you know that really big mythic rare, you know what I do. Actually, before getting into that, you know what I would do is I would go and like TCGplayer.com or StarCityGames.com, see what the most expensive cards are in the set. And if you happen to pull one, awesome. I mean, you can either hold on to it, keep it, or go and sell it after the draft and get some money for it or store credit, whichever whichever the um, LGS may do, local game store. And like I said, for beginners... It's, I mean, it's fun to pull a big money rare, you know, for the more experienced players, they'll look down upon that. Um, like I said, I would only money draft for the big money cards and that's not, and don't do what a lot of, what I see a lot of new players doing is just pick the rare because it's rare. I mean, not every rare is going to be good. If everywhere, every rare was a good card then uh, we might have a problem <laughs> when it comes to limited design. But like I said, I would only money draft for the big cards. I mean, anything over $10 to me, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to take it, sell it, you know, do what, do whatever. And like I said, I only recommend that for newer players. Um, another thing, now, now this tip is, you know, I mean, it's easy to see, but you may not completely understand why people are doing it. And that is seeing what colors people are not taking as they pass the the booster packs to you. So, for instance, let's say you're drafting, you're at a draft, and you keep seeing, oh, wow, there's a lot of blue cards. Or, oh, wow, there's a lot of black cards. You know, one of the, just any color. Um you know, that should sort of signal to you that that color is wide open. So what should you do? Should you just keep going and trying to draft the color that everybody's after, whether it be white, red, green, blue, whatever the color is? Because in each set, the colors will change on what's better and stronger. One White may be good in one set, but in the next set, white might be really bad in draft. So if you're seeing an open color, that means you've got access to pretty much anything in there. You know, there have been times where, especially in Triple Shadows, that I've seen blue wide open. And I was drafting, trying to do red-green, and I changed my mind and did blue-green instead. Because blue was just so wide open. And I ended up getting third or fourth place out of 20 people because of it. And, you know, like I said, it may not be that apparent to you at first, but just keep an eye on what colors are more open 
Um, and you may want to start going into one of those colors. Another thing, another tip that is really important is your curve. And what I mean by curve is your mana cost. As you can see here on the screen, just looking at the white cards, um, you have Geist of Lonely Vigil, which is two costs. Then you have Give No Ground, which is a four cost. And then a Guardian of Pilgrims, which is a two cost. And Ironclad Slayer, which is a three cost. So a lot of times you don't, any anything from two to five it is fine because limited games are usually a lot slower than than constructed games and that's for the most part if unless someone is drafting heavy aggro using you know i've seen aggro decks that just wipe the board really quickly but um for the most part most limited games are pretty slow so even picking like a five or six drop isn't that bad but as i said curve is important don't start picking all five all five and six drops or all four five and six and seven drops um and eldritch moon there are some more expensive cards in this set um it does have the emerge like there's an eight cost a 10 cost there's even emrakul which is a 13 cost not saying you shouldn't pick these cards i mean having maybe one of them or two of them isn't too bad but don't start picking you know three four or five of them then you're just pretty much going to be stuck because you can't do anything and the reason why i say that is in constructed you have a 60 card deck minimum in limited you have a 40 card deck minimum and when you think about the variance and 40 cards is not a lot if you start picking too high of cur if your curve is a little bit too high you're going to be stuck not being able to do anything so you need to have a smaller curve for the most part, depending on what you're trying to do. For the most part, you're going to want to have really good tempo and a good curve. So by turn two, you're playing a two drop. Turn three, you may be playing another two drop or a three drop. Turn four, you know, maybe a three drop, a four drop, etc., etc. You don't want to just have your board be empty, you know, and then by turn five, you're starting to put some stuff down. Oh, look, but now it just got removed because your opponent had, you know, is swarming the board with little guys left and right like i said that that one's a little bit hard but there's ways to mitigate that you can after the draft is done you can separate by casting cost and that really gives you a good visual idea of what your curve looks like and i'm not sure if we can do it in the program we're going to use today but if we can i'll um you know i'll at least show you the curve part of that and another good, th this is a really good tip right here that I like to give. When in doubt, pick a creature. When you when you get past, you know, by pick seven or eight and you're not seeing any really good spells or anything and you're seeing some creatures that are, eh, you know, okay. You know, if you are unsure about any of the cards, just, eh, my mic, hold on, my mic is being dumb. All right. If you're unsure about any of the cards, just pick a creature. I mean, every you're not going to be playing every card you draft. You know, pick, pick a creature if in doubt. And another tip is always try to play a two-color deck. Now, sets like Triple Cons, Cons of Tarkir, you could get away with playing three colors because there was a wedge, wedge set. Yeah, yeah, because I remember that was one of the easier ones to be able to play three colors. I mean, not, 
you can still get away with playing three colors in draft. It's a lot harder. If you are really adamant on playing three colors, your third color should you should splash one of the colors. And by splash, I mean maybe have one to two cards of that color and a couple lands of it or like I said, it really depends. Like if you have, I don't know, you pull an Archangel Avison, but you drafted heavy blue-black, you know, splash some white in there if you want to try to get the Archangel in there. That's just an example. But for the most part, you're always going to want to play a two-color deck. Don't focus on just one color. Because let's say in pack one, you picked nothing but green cards. And then in packs two and three, you don't see any more green you know, and then you just start picking really subpar black cards, you know, then your deck's going to be that much more subpar. You should, you should always be looking at all the colors, especially in the first pack. You know, don't decide on a color right away on your first pack. Don't. I've made the mistake where, oh, the first card I get, okay, I'm going to be drafting that. You know, I've made the mistake of what pulling like an Arlen Cord in a draft, Arlen Cord, the werewolf um, planeswalker from shadows and trying to say okay i'm gonna force red and green just for this card i mean arlen cord's really good in draft but you know there have been times where you draft you try to force the red and green and just no good cards are coming to you because everybody else is doing red and green um another thing is that's a little bit tough for newer players is lands how many lands should you play in a 40 card deck the tip I like to give for the most part is you're always going to majority of time going to be playing 17 to 18 lands. 17 is the go-to number. I usually choose 18 as if my curve is a little top heavy. 16 I'll choose if I'm if I have a really low curve and I'm very aggro heavy where you know I'm going to try to just win as fast as I can. Um, but 17 is a really good number that most of the time I stick to. That that's just one you sort of have to feel for it. Looking at your curve, um, if you're not too top heavy, you can get away with it. And you know, sometimes what I'll do is I'll take an extra land from the land station that the LGS usually provides and just put it in my sideboard. And if I'm finding that you know 17 is too much, I'll take a land out. Or if 17 is not enough, I'll put a land in, taking out you know some other spell and seeing how it does from there. So those are the eight tips I like to give. And just to reiterate them, it's one, know the cards, two, know the archetypes, three, money draft only for big cards, four, see what colors people are not taking, five, curve is very important. Oh, I got about to sneeze. Oh God, come on. Mm, it's really good. It's really awesome. Oh, geez. You ever have that where you're just about to, oh man, you're not sure if you should have kept that sneeze in or not? It almost hurts worse than sneezing. Yeah, that's what it was. Okay, so where was I? Five. Um, no, I said money draft, only for the big money cards. Look it up ahead of time. Five. Curve is very important. When in doubt, pick creatures. Always play a two-color deck. And the last one, 17 to 18 lands for the majority of time. 16 if you're aggro heavy. Um, let's go ahead and get into doing a simulated draft. The website I like to use, and I'm only using this because it's not time based 
where, because I want to talk about some of the cards, talk about some of the picks, is draftsim.com. It's a pretty good website. Um, I am not sponsored by them at all. This is just a site I like to use for myself. Though, if you have a smartphone, I am sponsored by fivecolorcombo.com, and they have a really awesome Magic Drafter app. It's out on Android, right? Yeah. So if you're looking on my phone or looking on the video here, all right, hold on, let me get in the camera. This is the app. It's probably going to be really bad lighting. Bad lighting here, but see, oh, I haven't paid for the Eldritch Moon one yet. Oh, I should do that. I, just, I don't even know what credit card I have assigned to my iTunes account. It's so, it's not very often that I buy apps. But um, anyways, so if you can see on the video, it's one of the cool things with the Magic Drafter app. They, they're really quick about, I think, I think Five Color Combo, they released Eldritch Moon right before it came out. Yeah, yeah, they did. And um, so, like, one of the things I've said before is it's a really good app for, hey, you're sitting on the toilet and you want to do something Magic related, you know, you get better at draft, download this app and, you know, see when you click on when you click on one of the sets i just clicked on shadows over an Istrad. it's you can't really see it in the video yeah oh there you can it says draft sealed and you can look at the card list so i'm gonna hit draft here and look look at that look at that it gives you a small little list of all the cards you can choose and you can just tap one to choose it tap 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 just give it a tap and you know you can build your deck from there so that's just on the app you mobile smartphone and you know that i i really enjoy that's probably been one of the better better drafting apps i've tried to use some before but it's ridiculous they they wanted too much money to to draft the newest set and i'm just like no no 99 cents that's nothing you know it's yeah it's nothing pay the 99 cents it's no problem um but anyways excuse me hold on one second Gotta get that morning caffeine in. I don't drink coffee, so. Alright, let's get into the draft here. And we've got draftsim.com up. And I'm gonna go to draft and choose Eldritch Moon. And this is our first pack here. For those in Audio Land, I've opened up our first pack. And we have. I'm not gonna read every card, I'll read the names for them. The cards that we have here are Thalia, Her- Heretic Cathar, Ruthless Disposal, Haunted Dead, Lashweed Lurker, Wretched Griff, Borrowed Grace, Faithbearer Paladin, Prophetic Ravings, Bold Impaler, Grapple with the Past, Field Creeper, Crossroads, Consecrator, Wailing Ghoul, and our flip card is Ulvenwald Captive. So looking at this pack here, I mean, I'm <clears throat> Excuse me. God, can't get rid of this freaking little. I got a little, little phlegm in my throat. Mm. But um, and so you're looking at this pack here, and right away I'm drawn to Thalia. And Thalia, for people who don't know, it's a two and a white first strike creatures and non-basic lands your opponents control enter the battlefield tapped. That is extremely good in draft. Um, for the most part, there's not going to be any. You're not really going to see non-basic lands. I mean, yet there are some you'll see in draft, but eh, you won't see them too often. But for just the fact that your creatures come in tapped, or not your creatures, but your opponent's creatures come in tapped, that would be a really good first pick. 
Um, other cards I see here that I kind of like is Haunted Dead, which is three and a black. When Haunted Dead enters the battlefield, put a 1-1 one, one white spirit creature token with flying onto the battlefield. And you can pay one and a black and discard two cards and return Haunted Dead from your graveyard to the battlefield tap, thus getting another 1-1 one, one white spirit token again. But I think for this first pick, I'm going to pick Thalia. Alright, so I picked Thalia. And on the website here, if you just scroll down, you can see what your picks are. Um, let's see, our next pack... Pick two, we've got Identity Thief, Haunted Dead, Abundant Maw, Liliana's Elite, Exultant Cultist, Strange Augmentation, Backwoods Survivalist, Ironclad Slayer, Cathar Shield, Thermal Alchemist, Succumb to Temptation, Convolute, and Shrill Howler. So what should we pick here? You know, my first thought is looking at Abundant Maw because of the Siege Rhino effect. Abundant Maw costs eight, but it has an emerge cost of six and a black. And when you cast Abundant Maw, target opponent, target opponent loses 3 life and you gain 3 life. But it also does have Haunted Dead, which I just talked about. Haunted Dead really has that recursion. Oh, but I really like the Abundant Maw. You know, I might just take the Haunted Dead. Liliana's Elite is good. You know, I just may take the Haunted Dead. Yeah. <clears throat> so what do we got next here? We got pick 3. We got Courageous Outriders, Slayer's Cleaver, Wolfkin Bond, Fogwalker, Gavany Unhallowed, Succumb to Temptation, It of the Horde Swarm, Brazen Wolves, Fiendbinder, Thermal Alchemist, Spring Sage Ritual, Grizzled, An Grizzled Angler. Okay. Is there a colors card in your graveyard? Transform Grizzled Anger. Let's see what to take here. Courageous Outrider. You may reveal a human card, but the rest. It's a 3-4. Oh, this one... I guess I should choose... I do like the you draw two cards and you lose two life. I like that because I like drawing cards. But Fiendbinder also taps creatures. You know, one of the things I like with this website, they've got a suggestions button. Let's click that. Uh, Grizzled Anger is the highest here because they do a base rating. Uh, base rating uh, Grizzled Anger has a 3. So, you know, I'm going to go based on that suggestion because I was looking at the Grizzled Angler for the most part, but I really liked Fiendbinder. But you know what? We're still really early in the draft. Um, one of the things you don't want to fall into is sticking with the colors that, you know. Oh, shit. I accidentally clicked. Damn it. I clicked. I clicked. A, I skipped a pack. I'm really good at this. Um, I accidentally picked Desperate Century, <laughs> which is not too bad. Um, no, because I, I clicked Grizzled Angler, then I guess I clicked too much. And when de then in the next pack, I clicked Desperate Sentry, which isn't too bad. It's two and a white. When Desperate Sentry dies, put a 3-2 colorless Eldrazi horror creature token onto the battlefield. And then it also has Delirium, where it gets plus 3, plus 0 as well. It's a 1-2 starting off. So I have a weak weakness for melded cards in this set. And in this pack here, we've got a Midnight Scavengers. The easiest meld that you're going to be able to get is the Midnight Scavengers and Graph Rats. Um, having the suggestions up, it, Rise from the Grave is higher than Midnight Scavengers. What's Rise from the Grave? Oh, uh, yeah, that one's pretty good. Rise from the Grave, four and a black. Put target creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. That creature is a black zombie in addition to its other colors and types. Or Midnight Scavengers, which is the meld. 
Um, the other choices we have are Identity Thief, Blood Mist, Rise from the Grave, Wolfkin Bond, Cathar's Shield, Outworld, Otherworldly Outburst, Crossroads, Consecrator, Take Inventory, Borrowed Grace, and Midnight Scavengers. So, God, I'm really stuck between Rise from the Grave and Midnight Scavengers. I feel like I may see Midnight Scavengers more. So let's try Rise from the Grave. The next pack, we've got Drogskull, Shieldmate, Hamlet Captain, Stenzia, Endkeeper, Thraben, Standard Bearer, Lunark Mantle, Swift Spinner, Wailing Ghoul, Spin, Spring Sage Ritual, and Cemetery Recruitment. If we look at the suggest, mm, suggestions here, Hamlet Captain is the number one, and I was going to say that too because Hamlet Captain is really good. Whenever Hamlet Captain attacks or blocks other humans you control, get plus one, plus one until end of turn. We're going to choose that. Um, let me close the suggestions here because I'm going to be too tempted to look at that. So now we've got Thirsting Axe, Repel the Abominable, Liliana's Elite, Contingency Plan, Skurg's Dag Suppl Supplicant, Thraben's Standard Bear, Stenzia Banquet, and Guardian of Pilgrims. Huh. Kind of like Contingency Plan. It allows me to dig. Dig, 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 I'm gonna go, uh, let's do Liliana's Elite. Probably a bad choice, but, you know. All right, now we're getting to the point where there's seven cards left, and you're gonna start seeing not-so-great cards here. Um, we've got Fortune's Favors, Stenzia Innkeeper, Succumb to Temptation, Spontaneous Mutation, Prophetic Ravings, Take Inventory, and Borrowed Grace. Um, I kind of like take inventory just for drawing a card. You draw a card, then draw cards equal to number of cards named take inventory in your graveyard. And card draw is always good. So I'm going to choose that. The next set here, or not next pack, is we've got Lashweed Lurker, Borrowed Grace, Faithbearer Paladin, Prophetic Ravings, Grapple with the Past, Crossroads, Consecrator. And... The Eldrazi Horror looks good. The Lashweed Lurker. It's a 5-4, though. Eh, nah, it seems like it could die pretty easily. Um, I like the Borrowed Grace. I've had good luck with that card. Oh, shoot. Oh, the Borrowed Grace is 2 and a white. And it has Escalate 1 and a white. Choose one or both. Creatures you control get plus 2, plus 0. Or creatures you control get plus 0, plus 2 until end of turn. Or you can have both. Which, you know, it's not too bad. It, it's it's definitely saved my butt a couple times. Um, let's see. Now we're down to five cards. We got Exultant Cultist, Strange Augmentation, Ironclad Slayer, Succumb to Temptation, and Convolute. The only card I like on here is the Exultant Cultist because when it dies, you draw a card. And knowing anything about me is I'm obsessed with drawing cards. Boom. I'll take that. So now we're down to four. Four, this is where you usually see the cards that kind of suck shit. And we got Fogwalker, Succumb to Temptation, Fiendbinder, Spring Sage Ritual. So if I look at my past picks, it's looking more black-blue right now instead of white. So um, not that I want to stick with blue or anything. I really do like the white one, the Fiendbinder. Because when it attacks, you tap target creature defending player controls. So I'm really going to go with Fiend Binder there because I really like that. So we're getting down. We're almost done with the first pack here. We've got Sigardia's Aid. Oh, you know, that may have been the one that I skipped when I accidentally picked Desperate Century. Yeah. Sigardia's Aid, Graph Harvest, Lunark Mantle. 
Um, since we're going more black, it looks like so far, I am going to choose Graph Harvest because zombies you control have Menace and you can exile a creature card from your graveyard and put a 2-2 black zombie creature token onto the battlefield if you pay 3 and a black. So I'm going to choose that. Um, oh, this is an easy one for me. Wolfkin Bond or Take Inventory. Since I already have one Take Inventory, I'm going to choose a second one because I want to draw cards. Uh, Thraven Standard Bearer is our last pick, so we're going to choose that. So we got our next pack open here. Just give me one second here. And the cards that we have are Mausoleum Wanderer, Dronyard Behemoth, Furry, Furry, Fury, Blade Vampire, Campaign of Vengeance, Dongrift, Stenzia Innkeeper, Displace, Tattered Hunter, Olivia's Dragoon, Stenzia Banquet, Terrarian, Terrarian, I don't know how to say that. Jeez. That's one thing. How does all right? How does R and what is it? Does R and D come up with the names or is it design? Whichever whichever department of magic comes up with these names. Oh jeez, how? <laughs> you know you know what I'm surprised about. I, I know this is going a little off track here. This is what happens. I, I go off tangents. Um, how how have they not run out of names for magic cards yet? It's it's just insanity to me. Some of these names, it's like. I don't even know where they come up with it. I don't know. It just boggles my mind. Uh, next, anyways. Contingency plan. Make mischief and tangle claw werewolf is our flip card. Alright, so... The one card I really like the most is Mausoleum Wanderer. The only problem is I haven't really drafted any other spirits yet, but I have been taking blue. The good thing with Mausoleum Wanderer is I can... <laughs> Alright, so this is what it do. It costs one blue. It's a flying. Whenever another spear enters the battlefield under your control, Mausoleum Wanderer gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. I can sack Mausoleum Wanderer and counter target instant or sorcery spell unless this controller pays X, where X is Mausoleum Wanderer's power. So that's what I really like about it, is the counter effect. Um, if I had to choose, especially for the cards I've been picking, I would probably choose mausoleum wanderer out of this out of all of them all right our next pack we've got stitcher's graft geist of the archives courageous outrider chilling grasp wailing ghoul spontaneous mutation woodcutter's grit thermal alchemist alchemist greetings borrowed malevolence gaffany unhallowed prophetic ravings and contingency plan um stitcher's graft that's equipped creature gets plus three plus three <laughs> Whenever a equip creature, it doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step. Eh, I don't know. Guys from the archives, at the beginning of your upkeep, scry one. Ooh, I'm, I'm really trying to decide here. Sorry for the silence. It's just, it, it's almost getting me a little excited here. So, I think, I think, I think, I think, spontaneous mutation isn't bad. So tap up to... You know, Chilling Grasp might be the better better one to choose here. Chilling Grasp or tap up to two target creatures. Those creatures don't untap during their controllers. Next untap step. Let's see here. Yeah, we're going to choose that. Next pack, we've got Sigardia's Aid. Give no ground. Repel the Abominable. Insatiable Gorgers. Dongriff. Make Mischief. Crosswords Consecrator. Grapple with the Pass. Fogwalker. Convolute. Wolfkinbon. And Terrorion. Oh, how the fuck do you say that shit? 
Um, so we've definitely been going in the blue route. Still kind of undecided whether I want to go black or white with it. So let's see what cards we got. Black is definitely not open in this pack. There's not a single black. So what do we choose here right now? I can do Convolute where I counter target spell, but is that really the best? Um, you know, we're going to do Repel the Abominable to stop all damage and stuff. You know what I'm saying? No, I mean. Alright, so next pack is we got Geronyard Behemoth, Insatiable Gorgers, Ruthless Disposal, Cultist Staff, Galvanic Bombardment, Turn Aside, Dawn Griff, Otherworldly Outburst, Field Creeper, Enlightened Maniac, and Smoldering Werewolf. Ooh, too bad we really haven't gone red. Smoldering Werewolf looks decent. Uh, do, do, do. I really like Drownyard Behemoth. It has the Emerge cost. Um, Drownyard Behemoth costs 9. It has Flash. Emerge of 7 in blue. Drownyard Behemoth has Hexproof as long as it entered the battlefield this turn. I like that. I'm going to choose that. It's going to be our big bomb creature. Alright. Next card. we got Otho Liliana, Subjugator Angel. Ooh, that one's good. Take Inventory, Olivia's Dragoon, Convolute, Primal Druid, Tattered Haunter. I was just thinking of the Pokemon there for a second. Faithbearer, Pal Faithbearer Paladin, Woodland Patrol, and Graph Rats. You know, yeah, people have been taking the taking the um, the melded cards here. So the card I'm going to be taking is Subjugator Angel. All right, our next pack is, ooh, a really awesome mythic, Deploy the Gatewatch, which is Collect a Company for Planeswalkers. Then Abandon Reason, Guardian, Guardian of Pilgrims, Convolute, Succumb to Temptation, Strange Augmentation, Wolfkin Bond, Turn Aside, and Lone Rider. Damn it. Lone Rider is not too bad. Do I have any other lifelink cards to to really help it out? No, I don't. Um, but you know, we're going to take Lone Rider. It's a good curve. 1-1, one, one, first strike and lifelink. Has the, has the potential of flipping, so we will try that. Uh, next pack here is Coax from the Blind Eternities, Weaver of Lightning, Give No Ground, Terror Rion, Primal Druid. Ironclad Slayer, Skurg's Dig Supplicant, uh, and Crossroads Consecrator. Alright, Coax from Blind Eternity is a terrible rare draft. Why would they even make that? Um, you know, we're going to choose Terror Rion only for the draw ability. Because I like drawing cards. It's, it's my favorite thing to do. I love drawing cards. Okay, another pack would deploy the Gatewatch. Blood Mist, Spring Sage Ritual, Woods Cutter Grit, Laboratory Brute, Stenzia Banquet, Otherworldly Outburst. So, definitely not choosing Deploy the Gatewatch. Um, Laboratory Brute. When Laboratory Brute enters the battlefield, put the top four cards of your library into your graveyard. It's three and a blue. That might be the only card I choose here out of these. Yeah, because it looks like I'm going blue-white right now. Um, next pack, Dawngriff, Stenzia Innkeeper, Displace, Tattered Haunter, a Stenzia Banquet Contingency Plan. So I'm going to choose Tattered Haunter here because it's a spear and it will help out my Mausoleum Wanderer. So I'm going to choose that. 
Uh, now we're down to five cards. Wailing Ghoul, Spontaneous Mutation, Thermal Alchemist, Prophetic Ravings, and Contingency Plan. Uh, I haven't chose a contingency plan, but you know, I'm going to choose a spontaneous mutation, which is one blue. It has flash enchant creature enchanted creature gets negative X, negative O where X is the number of cards in your graveyard. That is a good card. Uh, next pack, Sigardia's aid, fog Walker, convolute wolfkin bond. Uh, fog Walker is when fog Walker the battlefield target creature and opponent control doesn't untap. Brings controller's next untap step. You know, we're going to do convolute where it's counter target spell unless this controller pays four. It's two and a blue. We're going to choose that. Um, neck pack, cultist staff, turn aside, otherworldly outburst. I'm going to choose turn aside, counter target spell that targets a permanent you control. Oh, the next pack, take inventory and convolute. Why would I not choose take inventory? Drawing cards. That's one of my favorite things to do. And then my last pick is Deploy the Gatewatch. Screw that noise. Ooh, okay, now we've got the Shadows pack. So I've been drafting... Um, I've been drafting Blue-White. Oh, man, these are some tough picks here because I've got Descend Upon the Sinful, Reaper the Flight Moon Sliver, or Silver, not Sliver. Slivers haven't been around since M15. Geist Blast, Erdwall Illuminator, Vessel of Malignity, Dauntless Cathar, Merciless Resolve, Ethereal Guidance, Halpack Wolf, Farbog Revenant, Catalog, Silent Observer, Press for Answers, and Duskwatch Recruiter. Duskwatch Recruiter is really good. Descend Upon the Sinful, though, I think is the card I'm going to take. I'd really love to take Erdwall Illuminator, but you have to remember there's not going to be that many Investigate cards, though. Reaper the Flight moon silver isn't bad but i'm choose descent upon the sinful it's four and two white you exile all creatures and if you have delirium hopefully by that time you do you put a four four white angel creature token with flying onto the battlefield so i'm going to choose that our next pack is traverse the uvenwald stone quarry reaper the reaper of flight moon silver insolent neonate confront the unknown sleep paralysis press for answers vessel vol vol Vessel of Volatility, Fork in the Road, Inspiring Captain, Chaplain's Blessing, Thornhide Wolves, Hinterland Logger. The best card at all of these is Chaplain's Blessing. And let me tell you why. Because it costs one white and you gain five life. And I am just kidding. So, out of all these, the cards I really like... There's three cards I really like. I like the Reaper of Flight Moon Silver, Sleep Paralysis, and Press for Answers. You know, let me take a look at my picks. I've got, how many creatures do I have right now that I could possibly run? Because I'm going white-blue. That's what I'm doing. Go, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, twelve. So I feel like I need more creatures. I've only got twelve creatures. I'm a little spell-heavy. So I'm going to choose Reaper. All right. So this next pack, this would never happen. That this wouldn't happen. And this is what's a little bit with the these draft sims because the computers don't always pick the best cards. So the cards I have, if you're looking at the video, you're probably looking, why wasn't this taken? Pick pick one. Unless they got something really good in their in their pack. And why was it passed down twice? So like I said, this would never happen in a real draft. But since we're doing a simulation and 
this happens. So I see always watching behind the scenes rise from the tides, furtive homunculus, structural distortion, inquisitor's ox, nagging thoughts, true faith sensor, vessel of nascency, nascency, vampire noble, angelic purge, lambholt pacifist. So, yeah, why wasn't always watching taking taken? Um, always watching is one and two white non-token creatures you control get plus one plus one and have vigilance. That is just way too good. Um, and angelic purge is really good. I'm really tempted to take that, but always watching. That's just it's too good not to pass up, especially with this white blue deck. Hopefully, we see another angelic purge, which we do. Um, Toppelgeist, Reaper of Flight, Moon Silver, Angelic Purge, Militant Inquisitor, Furtive Homunculus, Alms of the Vein, Chaplain's Blessing, Deny Existence, Sleep Paralysis, Clip Wings, Gat Staff Arsonist. Angelic Purge is going to be the card I take. Two and a white. As an additional cost to cast Angelic Purge, sacrifice a permanent. Exile target artifact, creature, or enchantment. Yes, please. I need that exile ability. All right. <clears throat> So, our next pack, I'm liking this. We got Silver for a Partisan, Dissension in the Ranks, Runaway Carriage, Merciless Resolve, Rotten Heart Ghoul, Equestrian Skills, Stoic Builder, Lamplighter of Selhoff, Uncaged Furry, Fury, I don't know why I keep saying Furry, uh, Survive the Night. I'm going to choose Runaway Carriage. It's, it's an artifact creature. It costs four. Trample, when Runaway Carriage attacks or blocks, sacrifice it at the end of combat. So, definitely going to choose that. That's not even a bad creature to even put in. It's a 5-6. So. And why wasn't this card taken? My gosh. This is what drives me crazy about these simulated drafts. Um, we've got To the Slaughter, Murderer's Axe, Seagraph Scabe, Macabre, Macabre Waltz, Ethereal Guidance, Watcher in the Web, Grotesque Mutation, Alms of the Vein, Devil Thorn, Fox. And if this was me and I saw this, I would choose To the Slaughter only because I don't want someone else to have it. Um, if that wasn't there, I'd probably choose Ethereal Guidance, where creatures you control get plus two, plus one until end of turn. So since this is just a simulation, I'm just going to pretend To the Slaughter is not there and choose Ethereal Guidance. Um, next car or next pack, invasive surgery, not forgotten, byway courier, vessel of F ephemera. I don't have like like I said, R and D or design. I I can't pronounce half this crap. My gosh, fork in the road, root out, gone missing, and true faith sensor. Um, vessel of ephemera, please. Yes, which is an enchantment, one in a white. Two and white, sacrifice sacrifice the vessel, but two one one white spirit creature tokens with flying onto the battlefield. Yes, please. Boom. And now we're getting near the end here. We got Haunted Cloak, Senseless Rage, Warped Landscape, Vessel of Malignity. Malignity? Yeah. Fork in the Road, Pieces of the Puzzle, Unruly Mob. Um... I probably need more creatures because I've, I've gone really spell heavy. So I'm going to choose Unruly Mob only because I feel like I need more creatures. Um, now we got Vessel Malignity, Merciless Resolve, Ethereal Guidance, Catalog, Silent Observer, Press for Answers. Ooh, 
I do like press for answers because I get to investigate, which makes me draw a card. Mm, love it. Yeah, I got a little excited. I know. Press for answers, one in a blue. Tap target creature. It doesn't untap during its controller's untap step. And you investigate. Boom. Could have chose um, the spirit, the one five. Could have been a good defender. Uh, next pack. Confront the unknown. Vessel of volatility. Fork in the road. Chaplain's blessing. Thornhide wolves. This would be more of a hate pick. I don't want Chaplain's Blessing. I mean, eh, it's okay. I'll choose Thorn Thornhide Wolves. It's four and a green, and it's a four or five. That that card's just pretty nasty. It's gonna choose it just out of a hate draft. Um, we got Behind the Scenes, Rise from the Tide, Structural Distortion, True Faith Sensor. Gonna choose Rise from the Tides. It's five and a blue. Put a 2-2 black zombie creature token onto the battlefield tapped for each instant and sorcery card in your graveyard. Yes, take that. Um, yeah, next pack is Militant Inquisitor, Chaplain's Blessing, Deny Existence. Probably choose the Militant Inquisitor just for more for more um, creatures here. And we're down to two equestrian skill and survive the night. I'll choose survive the night. It's two and a white target creature gets plus one plus oh and gains indestructible until end of turn and you investigate. And then I get alms of the vein. Okay. So we are done with all our packs here. And let's see. So in this website, I can sort the pool. How can I sort it? Can I sort it by... I'm trying to see if I can sort it by curve, because I can only sort it by color. Um, so I'm going to put all the white and blue cards in there, and then we'll take them out from there. Okay, I, I only did that, if you're watching the video, I just put all the white and blue cards in the deck, only so then I can, so I can ignore the black and some of the green. Oh, I want Runaway Carriage in there. Maybe I'm going to put the two artifacts that I pulled too. So, like I said, one of the important things when building a deck is you got to think about your curve, for one, and you got to think about your creatures. Um, what did I say? Did I mention anything about how many creatures to take? No. Well, I mean, usually you're going to want a fairly, you're, you're going to want at least 12 or more creatures because that's how you're going to win the game. So, let's take a look at. I like to take a look at the higher costing ones first. Rise from the Tide might keep, I'll might keep descend upon the sinful. Yes, deploy the gate watch. Get out of here. Get them out of here. Survive the night. Deploy the gate watch was the collected company for planeswalkers. I don't have a single planeswalker, so yeah, get out. Um, survive the night. Ethereal guidance. Convolute. I like the counter. I like the Chilling Grasp, Borrowed Grace, yes, Angelic Perch, yes, that's a must. Always watching, that's a must. Vessel, yes, Take Inventory. Let's go down to two Take Inventories, which is draw a card, then draw cards equal to the number of cards named Take Inventory in your graveyard. Repel the Abominable, I might save that for Sideboard. Uh, press for Answers, yes. Turn Aside, let's... Save that for sideboard. Ter Terrarion. Uh, I don't know how to say that. Uh, then we got Drown Yard Behemoth. Subjugator Angel. 
yes for both. Reaper, yes. Runaway Carriage. Mm. Yeah, it's, a, it's good. Even though you sacrifice it at the end of combat, I still like it. Um, Laboratory Brute enters the battlefield. Eh, get that out of here. When Fiendbinder attacks, tap target creature. Eh, I'll get rid of Militant Inquisitor. Grizzled Anger. I'll keep that. It's not too bad. Exultant Cultus. Yes, I want that because you draw a card. Um, Desperate Century. Yes, only because you get a 3-2 colorless Eldrazi horror creature token. When Unruly Mob dies, put a 1-1 counter. Uh, you know, that wouldn't be too bad. Tattered Haunter. Yes. Lone Rider. Oh, man, I have to do a lot of cutting. So, anyways, I need to take a break right now. So, just give me a few moments here. Okay, so we are back. And getting in the middle of drafting the deck. I've got 29 cards left in the deck. So, we definitely need to trim it down to, if I look at my curve, I could probably get away with 17. Because my curve right now, man, my most expensive card is the Dronyard Behemoth, which is 9. You know, I could probably probably get it down to 17, which wouldn't be too bad. So let's see of any other cards I can get rid of here. You know, I can get rid of Survive the Night. Get rid of that. And 28. So I need to get rid of five more cards. Um, you know, let's do Ethereal Guidance. Get rid of that because the Borrowed Grace is better. Um... Yeah, we could probably get rid of the Terrorion. That's not doing much for me right now. Down to 26. And get rid of three more. Um, how many creatures do I have right now? I've got three, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Fourteen creatures. Right now, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve spells. Ugh, my spells. I think I need to cut down on the spells a little bit here. Um, if I had to choose, probably get rid of take inventory. Another one, if depending if I was going up against a, yeah, I can just keep that in sideboard. I'm wanting more of it, but it's you know you got to sacrifice, got to sacrifice sometimes. All right, so two more cards here. Uh, if I look at it, Rise from the Tides is not going to be, well, no, it could possibly still be worth it, because it generates creatures. I do like Press for Answers. If I had to look at my other creatures, Lone Rider, I just don't have a way... I don't have a way to really get three life, so I have to get rid of Lone Rider here. Um, let me see what else here. Oh, this is getting tough. I'm, I'm having to... I just need to get rid of one more card. And, you know, I'm going to try Rise from the Tides, get rid of that, and give me 23 lands, so... 
All right, now I need to figure out how many lands of each. So I need 17 lands. I didn't pull any, you know, lands at all during the draft. So I've got, so what I like to do for this part to try to determine how many lands I have or that I'm going to need, I count the mana symbols of how many and try to do some math on my head and try to like try to figure out the median number of lands that I need. So if I look at how many blue symbols are on here that I'll need to cast, I have one, two, three, four, five. Wait, hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So ten blue symbols. Let's see how many white symbols I have. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. So obviously I have a lot more white than blue. So most of the time you're gonna want more um, white white lands. So let's see, so out of 17, so I'm thinking 10 white and seven blue. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10. One, two, three, four, and just get it up to. Yeah, that seems decent. Yeah, so then here is my deck, my deck list. I've got Mausoleum Wanderer, Thraven Standard Bearer, Tattered Haunter, Unruly Mob, Desperate Sentry, Exultant Cultist, Grizzled Anger, Angler. Oh, keep saying Anger. Uh, Thalia Heretic Cathar, Fiend Binder, Runaway Carriage, Reaper of Flight, Moon Silver. Subjugator Angel, Drown Your Behemoth, Spontaneous Mutation, Press for Answers, Take Inventory, Vessel of Fafamarion, I can't freaking say anything. Always Watching, Angelic Purge, Borrowed Grace, Chilling Grass, Convolute, Descend Upon the Sinful. So that is basically it for building the deck. Um, of course, you know, your experience may vary, Um one of the best things with draft is to just keep practicing it. You know, using a site like draftsim.com or five color combos, magic drafter on your smartphone to be able to do it anywhere you may please. You know, it's, it's, um, it's good to practice and get familiar with the cards, you know, cause if you're not familiar with the cards, that's probably the number one tip I have the most. And that's the first tip that I gave out near the beginning is know the cards, you know, that most important thing. And even once you understand the basics and the mechanics of the draft, and when you start to under and know what to look for, even when you go into a new set, you've never drafted, you have those basic fundamentals of knowing what to pick and just taking it from there. But the biggest thing with draft is experience and knowing the cards. So just want, just keep practicing. That's it, really. And, you know, that's about all I have to say when it comes to drafting. So I hope you enjoyed the video and the audio portion of it. And I just want to say have a great day. Thank you.